Hey, hey, beautiful people, hello. Welcome back to Now What? Now What is the podcast that aims to help students or recent grads in navigating their options into tech, giving them practical tips and tricks on how to make the transition into the big world smooth. This time, though, we're going to discuss a little different topic that very much relate to everything we are we are discussing in the podcast and this is personal development we're gonna have jonathan Tesser talking about it jonathan is great in doing so and it really makes you think on who you want to become how you want to present yourself and what you want to be in life those are a couple of questions that we're gonna go through in this episode Uh, As he says, career success is all about knowing who you are. So we're going to go a little deeper in this conversation. It's going to be a little different than the others, than the other episode. If you want to check out maybe more practical tips, you can check out one of the episodes before with Jonathan Javier, Amy Miller, or Andrew Cheverria, or Philip Ruffini, Grace Young. And this time, though, we're going to ask... What question to ask yourself before starting a career? What aspects of your life you should focus on in order to present, to prevent future burnouts? How to find mentors or mentees? And what people should you surround yourself with? As I go on in this journey, I understand that it is all about people and it's all about who you want to surround yourself with and all about knowing who you are and make true connections. So those are the topics we're going to go through today. Please welcome Jonathan Tesser to Now What? And I'll see you later. Jonathan, hello. This is a wonderful conversation for me and I'm glad we can have you on the podcast. You are a great resource for many students and I believe your words are going to be great. As well, so welcome to Now What. Thanks, Gabriel. Uh, so, why can, can, can we go a little bit about your background first? So, can you can you tell us a little bit about your background? What did you do in school, and what brought you in the point you are right now? And why do you call yourself a career whisperer? Oh, it's a lot of questions. All right, let's get into it. So I typically introduce myself when it comes to my career as um, the insights guy. Uh, I'm the guy who takes data and makes stories out of it to learn about people. And it's not just to learn about people because it's really interesting. It's to learn about people because there's an action that you're going to take on that data that's going to affect your business in some positive way with some real metrics that you can define to it. Um, Why do I introduce myself that way? It's because it's the best way to summarize my career um, that's been nearly 20 years. Um, If you look at my career, and you know, this is like very much how I answer questions on an interview, but it is worth thinking about for for young professionals as well. Um, my, My path doesn't make sense. Right? And I've written about this on LinkedIn. I've had what I call eight different career changes. I have different things that I've done, but the thread that keeps them all the same uh, is this idea of looking at an audience, understanding who they are, and delivering content or marketing or whatever it is to them so that you improve your business. Right? And This philosophy of mine, which is people first, which is empathy, which is identity, that's that's really what I preach all the time. It's really what I'm all about. Um, So how does that align with this idea of being a career whisperer for young professionals? Um, It very much does, because what I do with young professionals and when I talk to them, um, I'm really interested in getting to know the full them, right? As soon as I have a conversation with a young professional, they're very quick to say, I'm a fourth year mechanical engineering student, right? And I took math classes and I go to this school and I've done internships here. And I turn to them real quick and I say, I don't care. That tells me nothing about you. I don't know why you're doing mechanical engineering. 
I don't know where you want to go. I don't know your background. I don't know your hobbies. I don't know your personality. I don't know you. And so I can't have a conversation with you about where you should go and give you advice until I learn all about you, right? And so this is a long introduction. I understand that. But what I'm trying to say is my work in my life, right, as a job, as learning about people so I improve businesses, when I work with young professionals, doing the exact same thing. I'm learning about you so that you take action steps to better yourself and make yourself a stronger candidate or you know, go in the direction of career happiness based on who you are. And that's, again, there, that's where the link is between professional John and career whisperer John. Well, those are a lot of great things <laughs> right at the beginning. So can I ask you, how did you get to that, to that point? So can you walk me a little through your life? It doesn't have to be long, but a little through your life in order to tell me how did you get to that point? Why do you have such a knowledge? That's a great question. Um, so college very, very, there's one course I took and it set my course for my life. Um, and that can happen for young professionals. And, and it's something to think about, right? Was there a pivotal moment or a course or something you learned about that really set you forth? And for me, it was social psychology. Oh my God. Wow. I had no idea that there were theories around why people do what they do and their behavior and, you know, there's, there's proven experiments that happen to learn about, you know, man, I don't want to use the word manipulating, but understanding the structures of how people respond to things um, in the way that they do, that set me forth on my career. Um, I've already told this story many times, uh, and I'll tell it to your audience um, in case they're really curious, but my career was set in stone before that. Um, it's this idea of looking at people, observing them within cultural settings, and then trying to predict their behavior on who they are. And <clears throat> the real moment when that happened for me was in high school. I, I would take the, the train. Uh, you know, I'm sure you've taken the, the subway. We're both Jersey City residents. And, you know, in Brooklyn, I would never get a seat on the train. But I would look at the people sitting down. And based on who they are, whether it was an older Chinese person, whether it was an African-American person, whether it was, you know, a young, yuppie-looking person, right? I would look at them and I'd be like, I'd predict the stop that they're going to get off on the train. And I would stand in front of the person who looked like they were going to get off in Chinatown, right? Because that's the first stop in Manhattan from Brooklyn. And they would get up. And I would get my seat. And this was the beginning of this observation of people understanding who they are, fitting within a cultural context, and doing an experiment and saying, aha, their action caused me to get something that I want, <laughs> right? So it's, it's a way of viewing the world. And, you know, just to continue on this theme, it's why I continually, when I hire and I look for people to work with me, I look for people, I don't care about your skills, I don't care about your soft skills, I don't care about your hard skills. I care, do you have this mentality? Are you curious about human behavior? Because it's a lot of what I do and it's a lot of what I need from people who work for me. Well, and this is what struck me the most uh, of you. It, it is that, that kind of, uh, even for the first conversation that we had, the kind of, uh, understanding that you have of of the person right away and the genuinity of of the yeah. of the conversation we had it was striking yeah. for me let me let me tell you that and and so i want to know a little bit about your method and your method is called deep self-exploration that's right mm -hmm. can we can, can 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 you tell me what you mean for, uh, for okay. self-exploration what what you do yeah so that's a great question so this is about my career whispering sessions um, which I call deep self-exploration. Um, before I even start talking about what that is, I think I should give the audience a little bit of a background of how this started. Um, I, I started with college students, I want to say, God, how long has it been now? A year and a half ago. Um, and I just had this idea. I'm like, I think I know what college students need. They need to self-reflect. They're not getting services from their 
Career Services Center, where they bring their whole selves to the table in order to figure out where they need to go next in their lives, right? And so I took on as an experiment, and I always do experiments. I think this is something that's going to come up all the time, right? I want to test out something before I go fully into it. I wanted to test out this idea that I could do something like called, quote unquote, like a, almost like a psychotherapy session with them, but it was really around career and who they are um, to get at a full understanding of the essence of who they are, um, you know, with me as a guide, right? Like I'm not inserting myself into the conversation. I'm facilitating ideas and patterns and things that I see in them that they probably didn't realize are things that they have in their lives. So that's, the, and then, so, okay. So then I rolled it out. I had four, you know, different people do this. And then I had a career coaching thing. I actually stopped doing it. Um, and I don't really do career whispering sessions anymore. And this is an interesting, before, again, before I get into the methodology, I think it's interesting for you to know why I stopped. Um, I think this idea of self-exploration, self-reflection, um, deep understanding of one's self is deeply frightening. And most young professionals, uh, particularly those who haven't had two to three years experience, right? The ones in college or the ones still in grad school with minimal experience are scared to hear these things or are scared to learn about who they are. And there's a lot of pushback. Right. There's a lot of why are you asking me this? I can't tell you this. I don't want to go into that. I'm going to I'm going to do everything I can to block you from learning about me. And I kept finding this pushback and I'm like, this this actually this my grand experiment to try and help young professionals isn't working. It's not what they want. They're not ready for it. It's extremely valuable. It's what they need. Um, but the feedback I was getting is, John, it's too much. I just can't do it. It's interesting, but no, I'm not going to go there. And that's unfortunate, right? Because career success is all about knowing who you are and all about figuring out these patterns and all about taking you, I call it the product of you, right? It's all about taking the product of you and bringing that to the forefront when you're doing your job search and you're putting in your resume and you're writing your LinkedIn profile it's essentially the thesis statement for all of that. And if you're, not, if you're not fully aware of who you are, if you haven't done deep self-exploration, I'll be completely honest, you're shooting dark. You have no idea where you're going, right? <clears throat> so that gives you, I think, the background there of you know, <clears throat> what the career whispering session is, um, is helpful for you. Now I'll get a little bit more into how it works. Um, yeah. Can I just interject for a second? And I think sure. because this is very, very important for, uh, for college students, for people like me, is that the, we are always trying to find the normal path and the path that the, all the society is telling us, the path that you got to go to this school and you got to take this major, you got to take this mm -hmm. thing, and then you're going you're gonna <clears> to <throat> find the career that you want. You're going to talk about all your, your achievements and then, and then, okay, maybe you get that job. But I think this is something that goes beyond. So after five years that you got that job, right? Who you are? Like, who are you? Like the, that, that question, who, where are you going for now? Is that, this is why a lot of people, I think in my modest opinion, I think that's why a lot of people go into, into depression on question about themselves because they don't really have asked those questions before. That's right. So that's right. I, this is, I think this is a very, very important. And not a lot of people are asking those questions. Even on a high manager, the manager that I met, they haven't asked those questions. They asked me about skills and Python and stuff. I can always learn those stuff, but you, I want you to hire me because, the, because of the person that I am, <clears throat> not because of my skills. Hope that makes sense. I'm sorry for interjecting. It does make sense. And I, I think the reason I do the career whispering for young professionals, and I want to, I really do cut it off at like age 27. I don't do career whispering sessions for anyone older than that. Um, I'll explain why. It's not because I hate people who are older. It's because of exactly what you said. I want to capture you and the essence of you at a young age so that as you progress through the early stages of your career, you don't end up at the age of 27 saying, shit, I'm depressed. I don't know what the hell I did. I followed, you know, what society told me to do and I didn't like it, right? I, I, this didn't lead to the happiness I thought it would. I reached the top of the mountain, but I don't know why I reached it. I didn't think about it. 
And so what I'm trying to do is like this one man brigade of trying to get people to understand who they are and bring it in their full selves into a career is really to have, to keep them, it's, it's essentially a safety mechanism, right? It's like wearing a seatbelt. You wear, you need to wear the seatbelt so that when the car crashes, you're safe. That's what the self-exploration is at such a young age. It's so that you don't do that crash or have that depressing moment at the age of 27 where you're earning a ton of money and you hate yourself and you hate what you're doing. I'm trying to protect that by saying self-awareness and self-reflection and understanding who you are is going to stop that moment from happening. So I, I really do enjoy that you brought that moment up. Now, also, you brought up something really interesting um, that I, wanna, I want to address, which is this idea of hiring managers, recruiting managers don't really care about you. And that's true. I agree with that. But the idea that you're self-reflective and the idea that you know who you are doesn't necessarily have to align with what other people think about you or are looking for from you. Once you have that self-awareness, it's a tool set that you can use. And you can say, oh my God, I know who I am. I know where I'm going. And then I know that these people are going to ask these kind of questions and it's fine and it's annoying and I just have to get over it. It's a barrier. But it doesn't mean that the work doesn't have to take place to get to a place where you understand yourself just because everyone's asking for other skills. That's the big misnomer around this. That's the big misnomer in careers, really. Does that make sense, right? It's this idea that there's these expectations of you and you need to meet these expectations of technical skills when you're actually really working on the wrong thing. You're not working on yourself and the working on yourself is going to meet those expectations of those employers. You know, this is a mentality that I actually never see. And it's why I'm so passionate about doing this work with younger people. <clears throat> and this is part of a, even, even a bigger problem that you serve for a certain amount of time. You dedicate your time for a certain amount of, uh, of years <clears throat> or things. And then when you are useless and you, don't, you're, <laughs> you cannot give that thing anymore, you're just replaced with somebody else. This is and that happened to me. That's right. Yeah. So, I mean, we don't have time to get into my story, but a lot of this comes from the fact that I did all of these things, right? I, I blindly went through my career the first 10 years, and I got to a point where <clears throat> I was at the top from a technical standpoint, and, you know, I was hired for that, and then I all of a sudden found myself being replaced because I had the technical skills, but I didn't have this idea of awareness of where I was going. And, you know, there were some nether world parts of my career where I was like, oh, my God, I really need to uniquely identify who I am and what I have to offer. If I don't do that, I'm not going to survive in my career. So I think the point you just made is actually a brilliant one, which is, you know, at some point, your technical skills are going to be replaced by somebody younger. You may not realize it, right? Yeah. Like, oh, I'm just going to keep going, right? You're blind, you're young, you're, you know, arrogant, right? Like, you're going to keep going in this direction. Then all of a sudden, you're going to hit 30, 35, and somebody 22 is going to have a lot better technical skills. And what are you going to, what are you going to fall back on? It's got, it's got to be you. You got to fall back on you and your personal brand. If you haven't done the work to figure that out, you're in trouble. It's a dark moment. <laughs> it's a dark moment. Definitely. That's right. And yeah, and I would love to get a little into your story if you if you don't mind. Uh, to what, what? How did you get to that point? How did you realize that? Because those are, are, are I, I have a lot of questions about mentorship and, but this is a very 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 important point, and I I want people to reflect on that. And maybe you don't hear that into other 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 things, right? You you don't you don't hear that very often and i think it's very important for people to understand that if you don't mind can you go a little bit about in your story and why did you realize that how did you realize that <clears throat> um i can answer that um i think we all have reasons or triggers for personal self-reflection right there's usually some moment that causes us to go down the path of you know I need to figure myself out. <clears throat> I'm not comfortable talking about what that moment is for me, but it happened <clears throat> around 10 years ago um, and that I haven't turned back since. Um, you know, when I do talk about my career, again, I think what's really interesting about it is, you know, I did all of the right things, right? 
I went to a top university, um, Tufts University, you know, it's considered an Ivy. I graduated, you know, I got great jobs out of school. I became a marketing expert. I moved into, you know, got an MBA, moved into web analytics. I was one of the first web analysts, right? Like I really started to pioneer in the space and I was known and top of the world and, you know, reached the age of 30. And I'm like, what next? I've done it all. I'm done. Um, and that's when, that's when I actually, John Tesser made a, made a pivot in terms of, of me, of who I am and what I have to offer and, and where I'm going. And it was at a moment. And then I just jumped off the deep end from the age of about 30 to 40, where I just started experimenting with my career and going into different roles and, and learning about, you know, we were just having a conversation, learning about personal self-development and getting deeper into psychological theories about people and social psychology and, and all of this stuff of how people know me now around emotional intelligence actually has been a journey for about 10 years um, that I've sort of, the interesting thing, and, and you know, I know I'm getting a little off topic, but I think this is interesting for listeners. Um, the interesting part about my journey is that it was never meant to be shared publicly. Um, you know, one of the things that people find so surprising about me is I did not post a single post on LinkedIn until about six months ago. All of this personal journey stuff that was happening was really just for me. It was, it was not, it was just, I'm going to live this life. It's solitary and I'm going to do all of these things to learn about myself. And I don't really want to share that with anyone. It's so private. It's, it's not worth it. It, it you know, it's <laughs> no one wants to hear about it right like that was thinking and then I don't know what happened all of a sudden everything changed and I'm like all right I might as well give the whole world exactly who I am <laughs> that's where I am today it's why I'm having this podcast with you and it uh, didn't necessarily answer your question around you know I'm talking in more generalities around no, no he does he does answer my question yeah um but you know, the journey was really like, you know, if I'm going to summarize what I said, the journey is arrogant asshole, right? Like, like analyst guy going through his career, you know, thinking he's better than everybody, thinking he's got everything made, thinking life is so easy, getting my ass kicked for about 10 years between the ages of 30 to 40, coming out on the other end and saying, guys, I've been through the ringer, man, and sharing that knowledge and that help and that open vulnerability and expression with people over the last six months to which leads me to where I am now. Um, and it's been a very satisfying journey. Um, very difficult and very satisfying. <clears throat> and I love that. Thank you for sharing part of your story. And I, it, this is an assumption. I'm not sure about that. But is that because maybe you didn't have a real mentor or somebody that that helped you? Is that is that is that because I think I have this need of uh, finding the right mentor and people that are helping me, but not a career, right? <laughs> but yeah, yeah, not career, who I am. Not yeah. Yeah, yeah, who you are. And I'm so glad you're pivoting the conversation there because the main that's exactly right i never had a mentor i had no one guiding me on any of this i had to figure everything out myself the personal development you know it was that's why i said it was a lonely journey and i'm like this is my own thing right and so why the why the passion for helping young professionals find themselves i'm at a place in my life where and i say this a lot i got nothing left to prove for myself i've done it all i'm good man I don't need the VP role. I don't need to be CMO of research. I don't need to lead a team of 50 people. The need for me is to leave my legacy. And how am I going to leave my legacy? That's the main question I've got now from the age of 40 till I die. What is John Tesser's legacy on the world going to be? It's like a selfish thing, right? Like, I, I'm so great that I can leave a legacy. But it is actually like that. It's this idea of... I've done what I need to do for myself in my career, right? At, in personal exploration, absolutely not. That continues until I die. But 
in terms of giving back and having people recognize these ideas of personal development, that's where this idea of mentorship comes in. And I love what you said. Mentorship is not me saying, you need to take these courses to go in this career direction and talk to these people and I'll give you a referral here. That is not mentorship to me. That's networking. That's what people think mentorship is. I'll do that for some people, right? Very few. I don't really give out job referrals. But mentorship for me is a full, it's a full person experience. And the reason I don't charge for mentorship is because I am involved in that process as well. I'm continuing to grow as a person through my mentees. Now, one of the things I like to say about mentorship is, you know, this is how I, this is how I summarize it, right? I have over 52,000 followers on LinkedIn, right? It's a lot. Uh, I have six mentees. It's right? <laughs> a low ratio, that. but <laughs> the ratio of who I take in as a mentee, right? To the number of followers I have, people don't want to be my mentee. It is an intense emotional experience. I present my full vulnerable self. I, not, I am stripped bare of all of the pretenses that society puts in front of us. And I say, you have to experience real John Tesser down to really emotional stuff, things that's going to make you uncomfortable, right? And I'm going to experience the same from you. Are you prepared to do that? People said yes. <laughs> it's very difficult. Six people were prepared to fully take myself in, right? That's, again, why I said I don't pay for it because the mentorship process shouldn't even be called mentorship. It should be like personal development growth, right? Like we should call each other that. I am a mentor in a way that I'm helping them acknowledge who they are and helping them work through career stuff and life stuff as they're going through it through the lens of what I call radical personal self-acceptance, right? Which is accepting that essentially we're all shitty fucking people. Every one of us is ordinary and shitty, right? And, and I'm expressing that to these people that you are no better and no worse than anyone. We are all human. We all have things that make us great. We all have things that we need to work on. And you better look within yourself if you want to be a full human and admit to yourself, God, I do shitty things. Wow, I'm a shitty person, right? That's a huge part of my mentorship, which is owning up to the fact that you have things to work on personally, and I'm going to work with you on them. And I got more things to work on personally. And if you want me to be your mentor or whatever you want to call it, you're going to work through these things with me, right? It, through this relationship that we have. Now you can probably understand why very few people want this kind of mentorship. It's the same reason getting back to the original theme we were talking about, it's the same reason very few people were interested in career whispering, right? I'm not giving you a skill. I'm getting into your mind and I'm getting you to look at yourself and you don't want to do that. People don't want to do that. They're frightened of what they see. And, you know, not to go off on too much of a tangent, but this is actually like, if the world, right, were to continually self-explore and ask these questions about themselves and continually say to themselves, I'm not that special, I'm not that great, but I am great at the same time, the world's problems would be solved, right? There would be so much empathy and so much compassion and so much love for others because you know what you've gone through yourself and you would never blame someone or, or hate or think of somebody as a terrible person because you're like, I'm a terrible person. Who the fuck am I to judge, right? That's where this comes down to. And the world needs more of this. I don't think people are ready for it. That's the little bit of cynicism for me, but it's also part of the experiments that I've gone through, you know, to understand, like, I'm passionate about this. I'm going to find my tribe. I'm going to find the people who want to do this. I'm going to throw out little feelers on LinkedIn and see if other people are down for this, right? Every single one of my posts, now that you know it, now that we're having this conversation, comes down to this idea, right? I'm not that great. I, I make mistakes. I'm a fuck up. And I am great <laughs> at the same time. I'm a human being. I'm a combination of many difficult multiple factors and i'm gonna share that with you <clears throat> and i i love 
particularly two points that you touched here. And one is the fact you said uh, you have to learn how to be a full human in order to have a mentor. Because you, you really, what, what comes out of the, every conversation that I had so far, especially this one, it is that you have to connect as a human, not as a robot that is going to the society, but you have to connect as a human. And the fact that you realize that you are a human and you realize your potential, this is what brings you to the ego dissolution and to the fact that you understand that you are part of something bigger and you are a shitty person and you're, you're, you're a spit in, in this world that is a spit in the universe. And trying to understand that and, and understand that we are nothing, but we're great. I, I really love, I really, really love what you said. And, and, uh, and I think this is a great point that not a lot of people think about. Uh, and well, I mean, it is important. Yeah. It's, it's beyond important for me, right? It's my life goal. It's my goal of coming to complete acceptance of who I am. To fully acknowledge and go down all of the nasty, dark crevices of my past and what's in my mind and really understand them and say to myself, hey, dude, you're, that's cool, man. You're cool. You're good. You can live with the dark shit. You can be a bad person. And, you know, you can, you can take that. You can choose to work on it or you can choose not to work on it and just accept it, right? The great thing about self-reflection and personal self-development is the fact that you are taking so much more control of who you are and leaving so much less control environment, right? Like this idea of personal self-development and growth is really all about having the ability to make a choice. That's what's so beautiful about it. That's what's so strong about it. When you're angry in that moment, when you're, you know, and you've gone through meditation and experienced anger, you don't have to react in anger, right? It's you, you're giving yourself a choice. You're giving yourself, how do I want to deal with this situation because I know who I am and you more often than not can make a better decision based on that. It's a beautiful thing and it's, it's beyond powerful. It, it really makes you feel, you know, like, wow, I really have got life under control because I understand how I'm going to respond to this and I can choose to act in a certain way rather than doing what most people do, which is just being, I, I call it ping pong balls of emotions. I feel this way, let me act this way, right? You don't have to be that way. You can work on yourself so that you're not a ping pong ball of emotion. <clears throat> you can pause, reflect, understand what the right. situation around you, and then right. make a decision. And this is, this is, this is, we're not talking about career development right now. <laughs> we're talking about but we are. Uh, life mission. And we are. And we are. We are. And we are, uh, you know, right. these are the things that get you far in your career. And that's a point that people just don't get, especially young professionals. That stuff I'm talking about here isn't just like, oh, this guy's off in another world. Like, what is he talking about? The stuff I'm talking about here is really how do you get to the place you want in your career? It really does all come down to personal self-development and how much you want to understand yourself and how you react to certain situations. That's going to help you with your career. It's going to help you with relationships with your peers, with bosses, with clients, with communication skills, with understanding how you behave and react. That's what a career is all about. You know, you have the work that you do, of course, but this idea of career really comes down to the you. Yeah, you don't want to be a ping pong ball. You want to have a a whole, a whole table of emotion around you that is bringing you through life, and that's right, right. It is definitely. But let's let's go back on the on the talk of in on on mentorship. So you, mm -hmm. mentors, you didn't have many mentors, and no. the the mentor is the one that is teaching that is not is giving you self uh, career advice, but is bringing you from a from a from a phase and and taking you to the next phase of your life. That's right. <clears throat> is that, and this is, and this is the kind of job that you are doing right now. Yeah. As I said, um, I wouldn't call it a job. I would call it um, a way for me to explore this idea that the things that we're talking about, the themes that are coming up here are valid. 
right? It's a, it's, a, it's a huge question, right? Can we connect, like you said, as human beings? Can I bring my full self to the table? Can you bring your full self to the table? And can that help you get to where you need to go in your career? Can we do that together, right? It's a guidance and a mentorship in that respect of a human to human contact. And it's a grand experiment because I don't think anyone's doing it. <clears throat> you know, Definitely. I'm trying it out and I found my six mentees and I love them all to death. They mean everything to me. I let them know that. Um, but we're experimenting on this together. <clears throat> and how do, so this is a question that is from, from, from the deep me. It is how do you find those kind of uh, because it's very, I very love difficult. that question. <laughs> I love that question. Why do you think there's six of them and not 150? The, the, the answer to that is I made a ton of mistakes trying to find mentees before. I, and even how you find mentors, because I don't for, have for me, I have no for, mentors. But I find, found you, right? And I, 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 I'm not your mentee now, but I found you through, through something. So do you have any, any tips that how can we find those kind of people in our life? I think being very honest. That's a great to, question. Right? Do, do, you, do you have an answer for that? Or, or uh, how, do you, how do you find this, been, this, uh, this thing? Um, okay, so how did I find my mentees? Um, I tested the shit out of them. <laughs> I made mistakes in the past of trying to have mentees. And I write about this very honestly and candidly on my Medium blog. I made very bad mistakes that really emotionally hurt me, right? Like, like deeply, deeply hurt me so much that I decided back in January and February that I was going to stop this grand experiment of menteeship that I have. It, was, it hurt me so deeply that there were people that I wanted to take on as mentees that literally said to me, I'm not interested in you as a mentee. I'm only interested in you as somebody who refers me for jobs. And that was a moment where I actually said, oh my God, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if anybody I'm gonna meet on LinkedIn wants to know me and wants to share themselves with me. And it was a deeply hurtful moment. Um, and so because I was hurt, right? And because there's a lot of fear and anxiety about getting hurt again, I set up guardrails to find mentees. And what are those guardrails? Let me give you a story to tell you what the guardrail is, right? This I is going to be Someone reached out to me and said, John, I want to be your mentee. And I saw her profile. And I said, that, that is on LinkedIn, right? This was on LinkedIn, right? And most of the time I, I ignore it, right? But if somebody says it, I go to their profile, I see that she's working in human rights development, I see that she's working in nonprofits and all of these things to give back. And you know, she's, she's got on paper everything she needs, right? To be my mentee. A huge part of it, remember, I'm trying to better the human race, so I want mentees who are, are doing the same, right? And I get on a call with her and I warn her. And I say, I'm going to test you on this call. And how did I test her? This is a Chinese, this is a, a young Chinese woman. And I turned to her on the call. And, and this is a really, you know, it's going to seem really terrible. And I apologize to listeners if you're going to get offended by this, because I know it's going to sound offensive. And this is a Chinese woman, Chinese immigrant, right? She's been in the States for five years. And I turned to her and I say, you know what? I don't really work with Chinese people anymore because I, I, I haven't had good experiences. You know what her response was? This, again, this is a Chinese person <laughs> I said this to. Her response was, John, you must have been really, really hurt um, by, by Chinese, you know, Chinese people to, to come to that conclusion. And I, I'm sorry that they did that to you. That is the great, that is the great answer. Yes. Do you see now, at that moment, she became my mentee, right? Because she took herself out of the equation. She was able to jump right into myself and, and who I am and say, I understand that you're not talking about me. You're talking about people that you've dealt with and I, I hear you and you're, you've been through some pain. And now you see why I have six mentees. That's an extraordinary skill. This woman is 25, 26 years old. And she did that. And so all of my mentees 
to some degree have that ability to go deep inside themselves, to find that in others and to explore themselves as well and realize that they're works in progress. And that's uh, the answer because it, 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 this is how you make a human connection. You, you understand what the other person is feeling and try to connect with that feeling, if that feeling is true or not. And you take yourself, as you said, you take yourself out of the equation. And, and this is not easy to do because you, we tend to take things very, very, very personally. And it is not about us. It is not, it's, all the time it's not about us, right? Sometimes it is, but most of the time it's not about you. But I, I met, I have a, um, you said that you met this person on LinkedIn. And I really, and I, so I found a lot of great people on LinkedIn. A lot of great people. I met you on LinkedIn. I met Jonathan Avieri on LinkedIn that we, mm -hmm. we both know. I met a lot of great people on LinkedIn. And I think mm -hmm. the LinkedIn community is very helpful for a young professional or uh, uh, somebody that is in the, in, the la in the last year of college, in college, to find those kind of mentors. Would you agree? Mm -hmm. And how can we go a little bit about LinkedIn? How do you, how do you express this kind of feeling that you have on LinkedIn? without res resulting in like, uh, like somebody that is crying for help. I'm sorry, I don't really understand the question. So it, it, it is, uh, on LinkedIn we find, we find those kind of people because in the LinkedIn community, oh. the LinkedIn community is willing to help if you, uh, if you show yourself that you are, that you, you are um, if you ask for help, if you know how to ask for help. I mean, look, I'm not your normal LinkedIn person, right? No, you're not. <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know, I, I've had to come to grips with the fact that I'm a bit of a celebrity on the site. Like people, people really look up to the stuff that I do. And there's hundreds, if not thousands of people reading my stuff and interacting every day. So I'm blessed with the fact that I can find my six mentees because I talk to so many people. And again, it's this intuition that we talked about. Like, how do you choose someone to be a mentee or someone you want to help? I'm not necessarily the best person to ask because I'm blessed with choice. I'm blessed with an abundance of choice of who I want to help to what degree, right? I've got, you know, 50 to 100 people that I call friends that I rely on that I would never get into these topics that I'm talking with you about on this podcast, right? And it's just such a, because what I'm looking for is such a small, small percentage of people on the network, I can find them just because my reach is so big. What does that mean for other people who are looking for mentors? Good luck. I mean, it's hard. I don't really know what the process is like. I don't know how, I mean, maybe that's what needs to happen, right? Maybe, you know, we're coming up with an entrepreneurial idea here of people who, who jump down and say, you know what, I want mentors for specifically personal self-development, not necessarily get me a job, right? And we need to let those people be aware that there are resources and there's people who want to help them. You know, look, <laughs> other than that, I don't know how you find them. Again, because it's because of me that I've been able to find them. It's because of the fact that my network has grown so large and I can recognize intuitively who should be a mentor, mentee, that I'm able to do this. And regarding career development, do you think it is a, it is a, it is a great resource or not? Because we, we, I think we met on LinkedIn, right? And we were yeah, able but John, to John made the John made the intro, right? And we didn't know where we were going to go. And, and I meet people right. all like that, right? But what do you mean in terms of career development? So is there a way that it's better to pose yourself? On, on LinkedIn, specific on LinkedIn, in order to find those kind of mentor, and, and mentors? Like, do, do you just, have... I, I hate to be really cynical, but I don't see a lot of me on LinkedIn. Hmm. And I think the big draw to my brand, right? What I'm providing, my philosophy, the way I present myself, the things I talk about are really, you know, again, I talked about how I'm a shitty person. I'm gonna talk about how I'm a great person now. I'm providing something unique to me on the network and i don't see others doing that so i don't know how you would find 
or I don't see anybody who's offering this, or if they are offering this, it's a paid service because, you know, find yourself, life coach, blah, 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 right? What I'm saying is I, I think what you're asking is not actually possible. Yeah. Do you want to find, do you want to find a mentor who's going to help you with personal development and reach goals, reach career goals through that? I don't see it. I don't see people who are qualified to do it. I don't see people who are willing to do it. Um, so again, cynical me says, Hey, if we want to experiment and test out this idea, it would have to be through, you know, uh, a charitable or a, um, you know, nonprofit kind of thing where you, know, you do actually link up people who are interested in self-development and want to, want to explore this topic more with people who are like, yeah, you know what, I've been through my own personal development journey and I want to share that with young people and help them get to where they are. I think that's really the only way that you're going to be able to get, um, get there. Well, that's, that's, a, that's a way. And that's something that is going to help people. So if you think going into a nonprofit and going to human connection, like charitable uh, association, do you think this is going to be helpful? No, for, I think, for, for, I think for, you're going to have to create a platform. I think you're going to have to use your computer science skills and create this platform that I'm talking about. Because trying to do this through LinkedIn is a fruitless exercise. LinkedIn is a, not a place for this. People come on there for surface shit. They come on for job tips. They come on for networking tips. They come to job search. It is not a place where people express themselves vulnerably and say, I want to grow as a human being and I want to find others who are going to help me do that. That's not what the platform is set up for, right? I've used it for that because I got 52,000 followers to choose from so I can, you know, pick these people out. But that's through sheer force of what I've done. If we want to make this more of an effort of, you know, let's, let's get people who are really interested in personal development, match them up with people who've gone through a journey, it has to be a conscious effort to do it, to get those people to sign up. <laughs> well, well, and I'm, I, I think the way to do that is not make a social network, but to, through building a community. And I'm building right. a community maybe on, on another platform, on another thing, another. And right. this is what I'm trying to do with the podcast and the community I'm trying to build is to, right. to take people that really believe in that and putting them together in order to, to spike ideas. <laughs> and this is, yeah, I, that's right. I think that this is a movement, right? What I'm talking exactly. about is so far out from the normal way of thinking about LinkedIn, but has struck such an emotional chord with such a large audience. I'm shocked that anyone reads my shit, right? Like shocked, right? Every day when I see that I get 900 reactions to something based on some super personal deep story, I'm shocked. I can't believe you're interested in this. And it means that the human beings are yearning to be human right? The fact that I have an audience at all on LinkedIn, right? Means that people are dying to express themselves. They're, they're jumping out of their skins to want to be like this. And they have zero outlet for it. And I'm giving them permission. And so the, how do we move this movement forward? It's a great question. I don't know. But you are very, very personal on your, you're very personal. Is that is very sad to say so, but is that being very personal and trying to, to, is that being very personal, the, the way to attract people like you? Like, is that a marketing strategy yes. that we can use yes. being very personal? Yes. yes. All right. Yes. And so can, can, can we go a little into how do you have any, let's call it marketing strategies to, to show this thing and to attract the right people? For you. Ah, thanks for teeing that up. Uh, <laughs> so my major venture right now um, is um, I'm launching a LinkedIn content workshop. And I'm letting people know that um, through personal self-exploration and through um, understanding target audiences, right, all the stuff that I've done, um, you can write on LinkedIn to attract the people into your life that you want to attract. Go find your tribe, right? That's the essential point of what my course is. People signing up for the course, right? And, and I love what you said. People know who I am. They know that I'm 
bearing my soul on LinkedIn in a lot of different ways and presenting this very emotionally open and raw person. And the people signing up for my workshop may think that they want to write because they want a lot of engagement and they want, you know, lots of fans and they want to feel good and they want ego gratification, but they know deep down, right? All the people I've gotten signed up, they all know deep down that I'm not going to teach them that. What I'm going to teach them is personal self-exploration through writing on LinkedIn. And that's really what the course is. I'm giving you the tools to present yourself and your personal brand to the world in an authentic way so that you attract the people into your life, into your tribe, into your community, your personal community, exactly who you want. That's really the essence of the course. Um, love to get more participants if anybody's listening. Um, it, the demand for this course has exceeded my expectations. Um, I have three full courses already. Um, I only take on six to seven students per course because I want to work individually with everybody. And I filled up 21 slots just by asking people, do you want to take this? Um, and, you know, I charge a very, very small fee because I'm doing this to really help LinkedIn and help people, but I'm making a little bit of money on the side from it. But it's, um, it's people are resonating with this idea. They're like, John, I want to know your secrets. And they think, again, they think they want to know my secrets around why am I popular, but I don't think that's really what they want. I think they want to know my secrets of how do I express myself to find my tribe? How do I write in a way that reflects who I am and my personal brand and the things I care about so that others will join me on my quest, my personal quest, right? That's the real draw of what I'm offering. Um, they may not be able to verbalize that, but I think that's really what it comes down to. Um, so if there's any interest in that from anybody listening here, um, feel free to DM me. I have a really, really cool little email that I send out. I'm not advertising this. And again, don't want to come across as really full of myself, but I haven't publicly put this out because I don't want to get 300 to 500 people who are interested in this. I'm keeping this at a very, very small rate of people who are like, you know what? Personal development means a lot to me. And I know I'm going to write really well through it. And I want to join your course because of that. Um, so it's the reason you haven't seen any advertisement for this anywhere. It's just me DMing, you know, direct messaging on LinkedIn and saying, do you want to take this? Because I think you'd get a lot out of it. And they either say yes or no because there's a small fee. No one's actually said no because they don't want to take the course. They said no because, you know, there's a little and, you know, students have a tight budget. Um, but I'm, I'm barely charging for it. <laughs> I could be raising the rates a lot more. So anyone interested, um, feel free to get in touch with me. Um, you know, instead, again, this is my new way of doing career whispering sessions, right? Instead of getting deep into your thoughts and, you know, self-awareness and sort of things you're scared about, I'm going to help you take baby steps through your writing on LinkedIn to present yourself in a way where you know you're being personal and you're attracting people well thank you for sharing with my audience then the the we we have we have not a, the biggest audience in the world but surely there are people that they want to grow as a in, in the personal development space and i hope this is uh, if anybody's going to be interested i'm going to put it in the show notes so if you go through the episode you we will find a link in order to get if you're if you are uh, okay yeah. with that we will you'll find the link you'll find the link in the in the show notes and can you just because i want to be respectful of your time because it's no 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 let's keep going we got a little bit we're good all right all right all right and so but can you give us a little tips it's something that is going to get us into the course what are some some strategies and tips something you can reveal right now for who do for, i want into the course i want people who say i'm a really good writer I'm really expressive. I, I know I have things to say, but you know what? I'm scared. Mm. I, <laughs> I'm scared to put myself out there. I don't know what to say, but I know I have a story worth telling. That's what I'm attracting into my, my workshop. It's the people who maybe they've got journalism degrees, communication degrees, doesn't matter what your degree is. I'll be honest with you. I'm mostly staying away from technical people because <laughs> want to write in this way you're a very very you're very different 
from most technical people. They don't want, you know, they want to keep things really rational and technical and, you know, that, that is not who's going to keep my course and, and get anything from it. These are people who understand that they want to express themselves and they need a platform to do that. I never thought of LinkedIn as a place to do that. They want to tell their story. They want to find their tribe. They're desperate to get their word out and they need the push and they need the tools in order to be able to do that. Anyone who says those kind of things, 100% of them, 100% acceptance rate, right? But if you say, John, you know what? I want to take your course because I want to be as big and famous as you and I want to get 500 reactions proposed and I don't care what I have to do to do it, you know, wrong course. There's, <laughs> there's, there's tons of LinkedIn gurus out there who will teach you how to get engagement in shitty ways. I'm not teaching you that. I'm teaching you how to write personally, vulnerably, but effectively on LinkedIn to attract who you need to attract. Right. It's very I'm, I'm taking a stake in the ground and I'm saying you take my course, you know, get prepared to get personal and to think about people. If you want, you know, engagement or any of that, hundreds of people are offering courses on LinkedIn writing and LinkedIn profiles. No one is offering what I'm offering. <laughs> That's no, a fact. Nobody, nobody's going to go through very difficult questions in order to to difficult question about themselves. No, no, not a lot of people wants to really explore yourself and maybe do a, a psycho, psychological kind of work before career kind of work. They want the easy, the easy path. And I can understand that a lot of people want the easy path. Even this podcast is trying to provide an easy path in order to get to a point. But after that point, you are by yourself and you, you got to understand that. And you have to, and conversation like this one are, is going to, to help you uh, decide and, and to help you face those kind of questions that you, are, you have to face in your life. If it's not right. a 22, you have to face it at 35. If not a 35, it could be a 45, but you have to face those questions or you're going to be bare from them. And, That's right. And I think- At some point you're gonna have to face them and if not, you're gonna have a lot of things happen to you in your life and you're gonna question why they're happening and you're not really gonna know what the reason is. That's it. So I think this is a wonderful place to, to end the conversation. And I really love what you said. I think we went very deep on, on, on a couple of things that are very important for, for students and for everybody, really. It's not students, it's for everybody. And I would really, and so thank you for everything you're doing. And then thank you for everything you said. And we're going to put everything in the show notes. Is there any parting thoughts that you want to say to the audience? Any, anything you want to lastly say to them? Yeah, I do. I don't want this to come across as cynical. I think what I've gotten out of LinkedIn is just an outpouring of support and, 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 and welcoming and understanding that, you know, LinkedIn has helped me um, realize that the human race is a lot better than I thought it was. And <laughs> I want to leave that as a parting thought that I, I've expressed. I don't know if people want to go this deep or all of this stuff, but the amount of outpouring of support um, for what I'm doing, the amount of support for the work that I'm trying to do has just really restored my faith in humanity in a way that I didn't know I could have. And I think I want to leave with that note. I mean, it's just... LinkedIn's an incredible community um, for that. And it's really, it's, it's helped me, you know, reach a much happier place than I have been before to know that, that humans are yearning to be better um, and to be supportive is, it's just a really incredible finding for me. Um, so I want to, I want to leave on that kind of happy note um, that, you know, it may seem like I'm putting everybody down, but it's actually just the opposite. I really, I really enjoyed what I've gotten out of, of being on LinkedIn. It's definitely, it is a great community to, to, to share your personal, your personal, your, your personal self. So thank you very much, John. And maybe we can have a round two uh, coming up with. Definitely. And so thank you very much for, for your time. Thanks, man. And there you have it. Even this episode is done. Uh, Jonathan was great. And we talked about many things that are very important for young professionals. Uh, I'm going to share the link 
of his course on the show notes, on the LinkedIn post, so search for it. And this was a little different than the usual episode, so I want to know what you think. Please feel free to DM me on LinkedIn. I'm always very responsive and I always like to receive your comment. A little, a couple of more things to remind you before you go away. Uh, you heard me talking about a community. This community is starting to take shape. I have wonderful people that are helping me out in building this community. Really great people that I'm grateful for and I'm going to give them a shout out later this week. Uh, so find me if you want to know more about it because the community is going to start and all of you are welcome to it please comment down the post on linkedin or whatever you can find me uh, what you think about the episode what you think about jonathan if you have further questions let me know about them i can ask him in the possible round two and As always, share your takeaways and tag me in it so I can see them. Uh, share them on LinkedIn, share them on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter, wherever you want to share them, but tag me in it so I can see them and I can respond to you. As always, thank you very much for listening. I'll see you in the next episode of Now What? And I love you all. Bye-bye.